Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Mother's Day Radiant Church. Today we celebrate and honor all of the moms here. Whether you're a mom to toddlers or teenagers or adult children, or maybe you're a foster mom or an adoptive mom or a spiritual mom, as women we all get to make a difference in the lives of the next generation. And we are so grateful for your mother's heart and the impact you are making. I'm Renata, David's wife, and these are our four kids. This is Dawson, he's 14, he's an amazing leader. He wants to be a preacher like his dad and he's taller than us already. And this is Olivia, she's 13, she's so servant-hearted, always helping me cook and clean and she's a beautiful ballet dancer. And this is Addie, she is 11 and she is our blonde hair, blue-eyed, daddy look-alike, sunshine singer. And this is Justice, he is our nine-year-old and he's amazing, he's so athletic, he's so kind, and we all say that he's our best friend. Today, I'd like to encourage you in your role as a mother. I know for me, being a mom is the highlight and the most enjoyable calling I could have imagined, but it's also stretching for me on a near daily basis. I need to abide in God more than ever to be the mom that he's called me to be. I know that he's called me to be an amazing mom, but it's sometimes a fight to be that, right? I love in John 15, 5, where Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I've had seasons in my life where I've depended on this verse and literally felt I could do nothing apart from him. Right after Justice was born, our youngest, I had four children under six, and so obviously was very tired but was also dealing with some health issues which were causing me anxiety and I needed to have scriptures up all around the house and literally was talking to God almost minute by minute in order to have a right heart and be able to respond well. And abiding in Jesus carried me through. There was also a time a few years later where all four of our kids had pneumonia and we didn't leave the house for a month and a half other than to go to doctor's appointments. Or when I was getting up 10 times a night, nursing, comforting kids with bad dreams, or cleaning up throw up even. But abiding in Jesus and spending time with Him and clinging to the truth of the scriptures and His presence have been what have literally carried me through. I have fought hard through the years to have time with Jesus every day, and I haven't always hit it, but most of the time I have, and that is what sustains me. As moms, we have great moments and hard moments, and we need God in our lives to help us live how He's calling us to live. We have the beautiful moments, sitting around the fire reading a great book, or we're having a great discussion around the dinner table, or one-on-one -on -one time with one of them, eating an ice cream cone, talking all about their hearts. But there's also the low moments of working out another argument, or cleaning up yet another mess, or doing yet another load of laundry. And motherhood is so rich and beautiful and rewarding, but it's so self-sacrificing at the same time. And dying to ourselves is painful and it's hard, but it's also what brings life to our spirits and to those around us. When we look at Jesus, isn't that what He did? He didn't come in fame or glory or as a king, but He came as a baby and He was the servant of all. 
and he literally gave his life for us. He served and washed feet and fed and laughed and encouraged his disciples. And in our culture that celebrates celebrity and fame and being seen, motherhood is the opposite. Motherhood is very hidden. Most of the work we do is hidden. It requires a lot and the fruit takes years to see. But the hidden moments matter. Every tuck in, every kiss, every listening ear, encouragement, meal, bath, diaper change, etc., matters. Saying, I love you, it's saying you matter. Every little thing matters. They will see Jesus in us. Let's mother with vision and joy. Let me encourage you to keep going. Let's keep going. Let's fight for our relationship with our kids. Let's fight for the fruit of spirit in, of the spirit in our own lives so that we would be a source of life to our kids each day. Let's fight for time with God daily so that we can be renewed in His presence. Let's fight for relationships with other moms who are one step ahead, like Titus 2 talks about, so that we can learn from those who are ahead of us and not make the same mistakes. Let's fight for friends who are like-hearted, that we can process the journey with, that we can laugh and cry with. We need each other. I regularly talk with older moms and peer moms about my journey because it helps me to normalize my own struggles and gives me fresh faith and wisdom. So I would encourage you to do that too. We have amazing moms, moms groups here at Radiant that you can find on our website. I love you all. I'm so thankful to be a part of this body. We are having the time of our lives and I pray that this year would be your best year yet in reaching the hearts of your children or your spiritual children for Jesus. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, we can go home now. That was a great sermon. We're done. All right. Uh, hey, will you give it? Renata, will you stand? And will you guys give a big hand to my wife, Renata? Thank you so much. Love you, love you, love you, love you. She is often working in kids, uh, and so uh, you don't always get to see her, but love you, thankful for you, honor you on this Mother's Day and on your birthday. What's up? 29 forever. And so... Uh, Happy birthday as well. Also, um, I want to honor my mom is in the house and she is so she's uh, it's not her birthday. She's 33. This is my mom. Mom, will you stand real quick? This is my mom. Thank you. Her name is Debbie and she had triplets and she was in labor for 81 hours. So she deserves to be honored. Yeah, that was a rough day. Three days. And so uh, three and a half days. And so um, I don't even know how that works. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, glad that you're here. If you've got your Bibles, open up to John chapter 13. Thanks so much for coming out today. I want to talk today a little bit about honoring your mom, all right? And I want to talk about uh, some things that we see in Jesus that look like some of the attributes that moms do every day. And I've got one win for the day, one touchdown, one goal. And that is that you would honor your mom today, if she's alive, that you would honor her with a text, a conversation, a phone call, where you would verbalize to her something in her life that looks like Christ. Now, if she's not a believer, if she's not following Jesus, maybe you could just say, mom, thank you for being so forgiving or mom, thank you for your love. But I wanna try to identify something because in Exodus, we've got the fifth commandment, which is to honor your father and mother and it will go well with you or you'll have a long life. And Paul jumps back in Ephesians and he says, it's the first commandment with a promise. 
And so I think you get in on some of that promise when you honor mom. The goal today is that you would honor mom. It's very specific. I think it's great to buy her a balloon. I think it's great to buy, no, don't buy her a balloon. Buy her a flower, to buy her dinner, to buy her uh, a gift, something like all that's great. But for me, the big win is that we would have little conversations where we're just honoring moms by just saying, I see, I see Jesus in you, all right? And so that's where we're gonna go today. My hope is that we would have multiple conversations in the next 24 hours, all right, that point moms uh, to Jesus as well as identify some characteristic or attribute, and that's where we'll go. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we ask the Lord that you would open up the word of God to us. We ask Holy Spirit that today we would grow, that we would grow closer to Jesus that we would honor well, that we would live like followers of Jesus in 2019. We honor you and love you. And Radiant Church said, amen. amen. I think that moms are hidden heroes. I think that moms are ones that potentially in our culture often don't get the honor that they deserve. I think that it's easy to live in a culture that wants big and exciting, wants things that are out front. And a lot of what moms do is behind the scenes. A lot of what moms do is hidden. Sometimes it's mundane. Sometimes it's hard. Renata said in the video, all those things, diaper changes and naps and kids arguing because that's a lot of what moms deal with a lot of the time. I was thinking actually about my bride, Renata, and when we got married, uh, we went immediately into ministry together and our ministry together looked different before she had kids than after she had kids. So when we first started, we were discipling young adults and Renata took young adults skydiving. Yes, that girl right there who loves candles and flowers and a, you know, like a, like a fire and stay at home and read as like the perfect night. There was a day where she was like, what's up? You know, like let's drink a Red Bull and go skydiving. Like that day existed. I'm, I know you don't believe me, but it's true. Like there was a day that she took kids skydiving. There was actually, uh, we, we did uh, conferences together. So we do youth conferences across the country. And so Renata studied out other uh, conferences and learned how to organize and she would administrate. And under her years of administrating uh, our conference, it grew to thousands. So she had exciting and she had some, some big stuff that was happening. And and I was just thinking about exciting and big, and even, even in 2001, uh, she and I took, she, we took 40 kids to China for three weeks. And I was thinking about how great it was and all the, just, just how powerful. We visited some underground churches and we taught English as a second language. And, and so there was the, the things that we tend to celebrate, you know, like global and exciting and big and, and then the transition, we had four kids in six years, and it just, all of a sudden, it's hard to take all those kids to China. Like, all of a sudden, things that at one time seemed kind of big and exciting and global, all of a sudden, her ministry of motherhood looked a lot like taking care of her kids and, and, and still doing a lot of exciting things. I'm not saying that, but, but it was different. The pace was different because those responsibilities were different. And I wanna to point to that dynamic today. And I want us to take a minute and honor moms that have invested, taken care of, served, loved, sang songs to, prayed for, embodied what I believe to be some characteristics like Christ. So when I think about 
big, exciting, global. I think, hey, realistically, the church of Jesus Christ today, it's big and it's exciting and it's global. Like it really is. Like Andy Bird was here last week and he talked about how there are believers in every nation. And so not every, not every tribe, not every, but, but every, every country, there's somebody who's a follower of Christ in our generation that it's global. And there's things happening all the time where you can get updates about how the church is growing, how Jesus is doing great things. And, and, and I was thinking about how all of that in that global proportion a couple thousand years ago, was not in every nation, was not pig, but it was Jesus with a few disciples. And I wanna just highlight that there are some attributes, characteristics, stories in the gospels about what Jesus is like that I see in a mom's every day. Like I see some of the things that Jesus does by hanging out with a few, one, John, three, Peter, James, and John, 12, and he's with them. He's talking to them. And then how Jesus sends out these 12 to make a difference around the world. And so today I want to just honor, dignify, talk about moms that right now you may be foregoing you may be foregoing some, some trips to China. You may be foregoing some other things because you're staying up late with kids or you've got a baby that cries through the night or, or whatever it is. And I would just wanna give, I, wanna, I want you to see some of the things that you're doing that I think are a lot like Christ. I think are a lot like Jesus. In Matthew, uh, in Mark 3, 13, the, the scripture says that Jesus called the disciples that they might be with him and then he sent them out that they might go preach. And you could even think about your season of having kids in your house as a season where they're with you. And there's probably gonna be a day where they walk across that stage, high school or college, and then they, they go, they leave. It, it could happen, I'm not sure, but it might. Just, it's, it's possible, it's happened before. It may happen to you. Anyway, where you send them out, and so I kind of want a macro narrative where you think about these years, not just as enduring, not just as making sure that all of their physical needs are met, which is amazing and wonderful, but actually identifying that these are years where you're influencing them, where you're shaping them, where they're becoming disciples. And my prayer is that as they see Jesus in you, they become disciples of Christ and that you have the thought process, the patterns and the life in God where you're able to help your kids be like you first and that they might reflect Christ, and that you, they might have a real relationship with Jesus, become like him, and that you would help point them to Christ. So I was thinking about attributes that moms embody. And one of the ones that's clearly obvious is that moms are constantly serving, right? Like moms are, are always, it seems like, looking after others and taking care of their kids and helping them out, serving them. And Jesus did this. Let's just read this text, John 13. Famous text, I just want you to see it. It's the, the one of Jesus where he serves his disciples. It says, verse three, Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. And after he had poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So it's the perfect picture of our savior who was the highest of high, 
And in the incarnation, when God becomes man, he's all of a sudden now walking around like you and I, and now goes even further down and serves like a servant. And this picture of Jesus is also a picture of what moms are doing when moms could use their energy and their strength to take care of themselves, but instead they're cleaning up after a small child or they're not getting any sleep so that they can take care of a child or they're having a four hour conversation with their teenager, not because it makes any sense, but because they're trying to love them, right? And I wanna encourage every mom that that serving, that constant putting your kids up and taking care of them is an attribute that looks like Jesus. I remember thinking this so strong when right after the season, after we had four kids, uh, the fourth one was kind of what sent us over the top into chaos. And, uh, and just watching Renata um, take care of them, get up with them in the night. I was serving as a youth pastor in town. And uh, I remember the mornings uh, where Renata would show up to the morning service and I had been there, prayed with some people, you know, drank some coffee and Renata had been getting four kids out of bed, cleaning up four kids, getting all of them fed, getting clothes on them that match, trying to get their hair down and just walking into church with this sit and stand. We had a sit and stand where she had like kids like falling off of it, like, you know, and she would just walk in and, and just the level of labor and work of, I just, I remembered the days where like we get up, go to church together and before it was a two hour process, right? So let's give it up for all the moms to get the kids ready for church on Sundays, right? Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And just the level of serving, it's an illustration, but you know, in your context, the way that moms are serving and that's actually a characteristic of Jesus. My sister, Dana, um, was telling me about how uh, she's, we're, we're triplets, she's here, uh, and she was telling me about how my mom, when we were little, yeah, my mom, 81 hours of labor, but she also did 200 diapers a week. And so, yeah, just, oh, that's painful. Like, change 200 diapers because of triplets. So three triplets, 200 diapers, three kids. Dana, she's... 30, I needed about 30 diaper changes and Didi needed 140. And so, um, no, just kidding, but, <laughs> um, but Dana, <laughs> Dee's not here. Uh, but Dana told me the story about how when she got sick, how mom took a Christmas decoration with bells on it, tied a rope to it, put it by the foot of my mom's bed and tied a rope, went all the way down the hall. Dana had a bedroom at the very end of the hall. And then when Dana would get sick or needed my mom, she'd just like shake the rope, you know? And I thought, oh my goodness, that's, that's like a whole nother level of serving. Like that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. And and you've got your stories, I, I, I mean, but I love, I love those stories of mom that put others first. It's a form of Christ-likeness. It's an attribute that we see in Jesus. And I think that we do well to honor them and even verbalize it, articulate it, say it. So it's more than just, hey, thanks for being my mom. It's like, let's point people to Jesus. Let's try to say, hey, <clears throat> the way that you serve, that like on your own strength, you probably wouldn't be this way, but I see Jesus the way that you go so low and you serve. And I remember taking, I took eight, people to Mexico and we were up in the mountains of Mexico and this missionary and his wife had four kids and there was no running water. They lived there. Uh, they had no electricity and taking the gospel um, just to huts like, 
and, and little tribes, like villages all around in, I mean, rural Mexico. And I, and I just remember this one morning, we all were sleeping like on the couches, on the floors, a bunch of young adults. I was in my 20s. And, and, and I just remember uh, the, the mom, uh, she was sweeping out the whole house, no running water. It was the middle of June. It was, it was crazy hot. And she's singing worship songs to God as she has multiple children screaming. And I thought, this woman is a saint. Like she lived, not literally, okay, just kidding. But you know, like living in Mexico, taking care of these kids. I mean, taking the gospel all around. And just, just incredible, just, just clearly the work of Christ because on your own, it'd be pretty hard to serve in that capacity. On your own, it'd be pretty hard. It's gotta be the evidence, the work of God at work in your heart and your life to serve like that. And I think we see that in Jesus. Another one, Renata said it in the video, and this is one that I think is often common among moms, is that you're fixing, tweaking, intervening in arguments, right? If you've got multiple children, you know, like that's part of what moms do. And you may laugh at this, but I want to tell you, I think Jesus had to do the same thing. I know it seems a little crazy, but look at this. And I know it sounds a little bit nuts to compare disciples to toddlers, but I'm going to give it a shot. All right. Look at this. Mark chapter nine, verse 33, it says this. They came to Capernaum. And when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about? Jesus saying this to the disciples. What were you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. This is the essence of every child fight, by the way. I mean, when you get down to the root, it's me first, right? Like that's the, I mean, whether it's over the cracker, whether it's over the seatbelt, whether it's who sits where, at the end of the day, it's who's going to be the greatest. But anyway, Verse 35, sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, anyone who wants to be first, uh, first must be the very last and the servant of all. He took a little child whom he placed among them, taking the child in his arms. He said to them, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, do, and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. So I was thinking about this dynamic where you've got Jesus walking with his disciples along the street, And the disciples are arguing about who's the greatest. And it's an intriguing parent moment, right? Like, just bear with me. I know they're disciples, but for the context of this message, I'm arguing that your kids in your house are like your current disciples. Like, you don't have random three kids. You've got your Peter, James, and John, right? And you got a couple Judases. And so, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, and just kidding. Hope not. Maybe so. But you might. And... And so, but the idea is, is that you've got kids in your house that you're discipling. And so look at the way that Jesus interacts with these people. Look at this. They're arguing about who's the greatest. And I think this would be an easy moment for Jesus to just ignore it. Every parent knows what I'm talking about. Like they're arguing again for the love. Just, I'm not even, I'm not even going to dignify it. Right. Or Jesus could have got mad right? I'm telling you, this is the last time you ever do that again. My house, my house, right? Could have blown up on them. Everybody's done that before, right? And yet I find it interesting that Jesus waits to a little bit later, and then he leans into the argument. So he says, let's talk. Hey, what are you guys arguing about? Here's what I think. I think Jesus, A, like a mom, is dealing with arguments among his disciples, which seems to be common in parenting. But then as he recognizes it, he leans into it rather than away from it. Doesn't become passive, doesn't become angry. 
He's relational. Hey, let's talk about what you guys were talking about on the road. And it takes that moment to lean in. And as a parent, I wanna invite you, mom and dad, to think about the way that you parent. What would it look like if you took even some of the stories that we see Jesus and go, all right, God, help me to be like Christ. Help me, help me to not just have kind of this macro name Christian, but to identify how Jesus responds to people and help me respond to my kids the best that you'll help me with. I, I know you're weak, I, I know it's hard, but our aim is Christ-likeness. So help me to respond like you would. And what I see Jesus doing is leaning into it. And I think that's one of the things we can do. I think when we have fighting, when there's tension, one of the best things you can do is try to, try to lean into the relationship. So I love the way that Renata, my bride, one of the things when our kids are fighting is that instead of sending one kid to their room and the other kid to their room and saying, I'm tired of you guys, you go sit up there for a couple hours. Instead, at the end of the day, it's a lack of honor, right? Almost every violation in, <laughs> is a lack of honoring someone, right? They do something wrong that's in the neighborhood. Maybe it's dishonoring the neighbors. They can dishonor mom and dad if they break the rules. If they punch their brother, it's dishonoring the kid, their, their sibling. It's at some point you can find the root in not honoring somebody. So in a moment where something like that takes place to actually have the discipline, be about trying to restore the broken or violated relationship and leaning into it. So there's been moments with our kids where when, when there was tension, instead of like saying, okay, you go mow the yard and you can't watch TV, it's y'all got a hug for 15 minutes, right? And then 15 minutes later, if there's any more tension, it's like, that's another 15 minutes, right? And then, and then it's, and then it's all, sometimes it's even like, hey, there's a fight here. Let, let's, we, we call it ping pong encouragement, where you, where you just stand there and you just kind of be the referee. And we're like, okay, you tell them something you like about them. Now you, now you, now you, until they're like, for the love, I don't know anything else good about them, right? But you're just trying to restore honor, trying to restore the broken relationship. And I see Jesus leaning into these moments rather than away from these moments, right? You go, that's a lot of work because there's a lot of fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's what we get to do, right? Like taking care of our kids and helping them become like Jesus and us trying to be like Jesus. It's not easy, but you've got this little window of time where you've got, you know, about 18 times 52 weeks before, they're, before they leave to try to help them see Jesus. And I just wanna invite you, even if that sounds so extreme to you, to just take a step. Not that you're perfect, but to try to take a step in saying, Lord, help me. Help me to lean into being intentional with these kids. Help me lean into being intentional to help my kids be disciples of Christ. Help me to be a disciple. And that's one of the things we see in Jesus. Jesus is always getting alone to be with his father so that he can pour out. One of the best things you can do is, Renata said it in the video, is get alone with God so that you've got something to pour out. Otherwise, you'll be depleted, right? Your kids will drive you crazy, all right? One of the best things you can do is get alone with God, let him fill you up so that then you have the capacity to try to take these moments where there's chaos or there's dishonor, where there's pain and try to bring Christ into that situation. Another thing I love in this text is that then Jesus takes a child and he teaches them. And that's another thing that we see that moms do. Moms will teach their kids. And one of the things that's wild is that kids are learning whether we're intentional or not. 
they're watching. So they're trying to figure out exactly how to do life. And the people that are the example in their lives are mom and dad. And so typically they're watching, they're learning. And so I love the, I love the intentionality of saying, all right, Jesus was a teacher. I mean, people called him good teacher. Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. I mean, read Matthew 5, 6, and 7. He's teaching. He was always teaching. And it's another attribute of moms. You're intentionally teaching your kids, reading, talking to them, Bible, the best that you can. Uh, I, I, I'm amazed. Even as we were watching the, the video here where I watch and see Nathan's kids <laughs> that talk like Rachel, right? Like that. For God so love, and you can just picture Rachel, right? Or you can picture, I mean, they're watching, right? And it's what we're, we're teaching. Uh, Renata used to um, read to Dawson this book that, that was called um, No, No Bunny. And so I, I'm going somewhere with this. I know this freaks you out a little bit, but she used to read this book called <laughs> No, No Bunny. And it was about a little bunny that stole a car. And then Mama Bunny says to Baby Bunny, no, no, bunny. And then the next scene is the bunny stealing money. And then the mama says, no, no, bunny. And the last one is bunny stealing candy from a store. And mama says to baby bunny, no, no, bunny. And so my wife and I are out to dinner with my parents. And my mom is one of those people that sees those mints that are free when you're walking out of the Italian restaurant. Yeah, not as just like one free mint for today, but like a free mint for the next six months, you know, like just, and so she's just like grabs a handful of mints and my two-year-old son, who's been learning from his mom, looks at his Mimi and says, no, no, Mimi. <laughs> and I thought, mm, that's my boy, right? <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, mom. No, <laughs> such honor. Aren't you glad you have a son that's a preacher? And here's my point. They're learning. They're picking up at two years old. He remembered the book, made the statement. You get the idea. But the idea is that moms, thank you. Moms, we want to honor the way that you serve. We want to honor the way that you kind of intervene in arguments and connect with your children. And we want to honor the way that you teach them. And I want to invite you today to think about how you can verbalize that to your mom. Even if you are an adult, say it to your, 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 parent, your mom if you're able to. And just try to have these Christ-like conversations where we're actually, the honor, honor is pointing back to Jesus. Honor is, is recognizing, but what are we recognizing? We're, recon, we're recognizing the things that look like Christ. And I just want to finally encourage moms that are discouraged because sometimes it's discouraging for a mom where the, the big thing that you need today is you need to forgive like Jesus forgave. So sometimes you have moms that won't forgive themselves. Like they go, I didn't do those things. And one of the best things you can do to be like Christ is actually to forgive yourself. Some of you, you need to forgive your kids, right? Like you've got this pain, this hurt. I wish they would honor. I wish they weren't I wish they were doing something that looked like Christ. And you've got big pain today. And I want you to look at the life of Jesus and just recognize that Jesus invested in his disciples. And with the exception of John, in his moment of crisis, they fled. In his moment where he needed them, they weren't there. And you can identify with Christ today. 
knowing that Jesus then did not hold a grudge, did not become angry, did not distance himself. He ran back to his disciples and said, hey, Peter, come on, you love me? Heck, let's talk. Come on, Peter. Remember I told you what you were gonna do? And he ran to them and he forgave. He ran to Thomas. And then he ended up looking back at these very disciples that had betrayed him in the crisis hour and told them, let me remind you what you're called to go into the world and make disciples of all nations. Do what I've been teaching you to do. And my prayer today is for moms that are discouraged about your kids, that you would forgive them, that you would forgive yourself. And I wanna invite kids, I wanna invite you to forgive your mom because every single mom, every single mom, as much as she is working so diligently, has shortcomings, has weaknesses. One of the best things you can do in honoring your mom is to forgive. And when she, the ways that she's fallen short, stop holding that grudge. Just, just get before God and then forgive. That's what Jesus did. And Jesus is our example. And our aim is to be like him. And we often have seven excuses why that's for somebody else, but not me, because you don't know what she did to me, or you don't know what my child did to me. Stop, freeze, no matter what your story is. I think you can identify that Jesus' forgiveness is real. Forgiveness and restoration is possible. And may today be a day where there is relationship rebuilt. May today be a day where maybe you lean into your, mom, your relationship with your mom, lean into the conversation. My prayer is I want you to actually do something in the realm of honor beyond flowers and a meal. I want you to take the conversation to Christ. I want you, even if it's one text, just, and even if it's just, if it's just a baby step, even just be like, Jesus is nice and you're nice too. You know what I mean? Just, but I want to invite you just like, just, just try, to, try to not have the busyness. Oh yeah, Mother's Day, it's about a card. Ah, no, it's, it's about a meal. Ah, here's what it is. It's about real honor. And so try, what's the, what can I honor? What's the thing that looks like Christ in mom that I can honor? And then, I mean, you start putting that into practice, you'll watch your relationship with your mom get better and better. And I just want you to know there's something supernatural when you honor your parents. I mean, it's just really clear in Exodus 20, Paul makes it clear in Ephesians 6, there is a form of supernatural blessing on children that honor. And so, Go for it, work on it. And moms, just know these precious days that you have, this is your window of time. These are your few. Like Jesus had his disciples for a few years and they end up being world changers, right? You've got 18 to 30 years, depending on how long they live in your basement. You've got a season of time. <laughs> this is 2019, you never know. So to invest in them. You've got a season to make these years great and they're watching. I'm telling you, they know it. Those vocal inflections that you watch, those little babies, that looked like their parents. I know those parents. Those are the Dorinsky's kids. Those are the Barker's kids. And I know Paul, I mean, you look at Eloise, she is Paul Jr. I mean, she is, Paul's like, ha ha ha, talk. It's Eloise, right? You, 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 I mean, I'm just watching it. I, say, I see it in my own life. When I, was, uh, when I was in second grade, I was in a speech meet where I quoted John 15, and they had a participant ribbon, ribbon that was green, a white ribbon, 
a red ribbon and a blue ribbon. And in second grade, I got the white ribbon. And I was a little bit distraught because I didn't want a white ribbon, I wanted a blue ribbon. And so I was practicing with my mom as I went into third grade speech meet was what it was called. And I was quoting John one that year. And I was just kind of quoting it like most third graders. It was like, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And my mom was like, no, 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 David. Come on, like throw some excitement. And so I was like, okay. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And she was like, no, David. Throw some gestures in there. It's like, what's a gesture? Use your hands. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, the word was God, he was with God in the beginning. She's like, ah. David, act like me. And I was like, never. Are you kidding me? My mom, she's a seven on the Enneagram. Everything's a party. She said, if you'll act like me, you'll get a blue ribbon. Come on, you can do this. So I was like, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And she's like cheerleading. She's like, yeah, you can do it. That's it. You got it. Chip off the old block. Let's go, you know. And so I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I acted just like my mom. Bam, blue ribbon, everybody. Come on now. Mm, your boy. <laughs> Here's the reality. You are making disciples, whether you hear a sermon on it or not. Question is, will they see Jesus in you? I wanna invite you, be intentional. I wanna invite you, look at the life of Jesus. Copy it, ask God to help you. And kids, look at everything that your mom does that looks like Jesus and to the best that you can, start to say it. Whether your mom is 30 or 90, say it. Just, I see this and you'll watch your relationships get better, amen? Hey, let's have all the moms stand. Can we do that? All the moms stand, let's pray for them. Just stretch out your hands and let's pray for these moms, all right? Father, in the powerful name of Jesus, we thank you for every mom in this house. And on this Mother's Day, we pray your strength, your blessing, your spirit, love for your word, patience, joy, supernatural love, and gentleness. And God, we thank you for every mom. We thank you for every mom that goes out every day and works hard. Every mom that stays home with kids. Every mom that's got adult children. Every mom that's got little tiny children. God, we just pray your strength on them. Pray your blessing on them. Lord, we thank you for them. And we honor them today in Jesus' name. And Radiant Church said amen. amen. Hey, will you stand up with me? And um, I just wanna real quick, maybe you're here today and maybe your mom brought you and you, you, haven't, you haven't been to church in a decade. You haven't had a thought about God in years, but today you're identifying there really is a God. I really was created by him. He did make me for relationship with him. I do have a purpose and living for me is not really the way that I wanna go. I want to know God. If that's you today, we wanna give you an opportunity to begin that relationship with Jesus. Scripture says that if you'll call on his name, you'll be saved. Scripture makes it clear that for God so loved the world, that's you, that he loved you, that he, it's, it's not just for the church people, it's for everybody. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whosoever, that's you, believes in him. We invite you to put your faith, your confidence, your relationship in him. Will not perish, but have everlasting. That means this is not just like for a year or for a few days to help you get better. No, no, this is the beginning of a relationship that lasts forever. And the God of the universe wants a relationship with you. If you wanna begin that today, I wanna invite you just to pray this prayer with me. Just repeat this at your seat. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. Give me new life in Christ today. I give you my life. Save me and change me. Heal me. I wanna spend forever with you. In Jesus' name, amen.